Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. morning. How is everybody today on this lovely Wednesday? I um, got distracted again and I almost missed um, calling into the show on time. (laughs) I think I did that last week too. My bad. (laughs) But I made it. Yay. That's because it's sunny and nice here and I seriously just want to be outside, which is understandable because I have all these cute calves and cows running around. We had twins yesterday. Oh, my gosh, they're cute. Their mom is being very protective, so I haven't been able to get a picture, but I will do my best and then share it. They're so cute. So how's it going? (laughs) I'm finding um, it interesting in my world right now. I've been dealing with a lot of um, unusual situations. I've been um, really making sure I have my boundaries and that I stay grounded and solid because there's just people behaving badly. And, you know, they're saying things and doing things and I'm asking for clarity so that I can address their concerns and then they back right down. Oh no, I gave you the wrong impression. That's not really happening. Well, dude, like seriously? I ended up having to go in and have a chat with one of my children's teachers. You know what ended up happening? I ended up coaching him on how to do better. Like seriously? My friend says, only you. (laughs) That would only happen to you where you go in to have a conversation and then you coach them on how to do better. Well, because there was back and forth through emails and stuff, and I'm like, okay, you're not understanding, and you're – I knew. I knew what was going on, and I'm like, no. We need to have a face-to-face conversation to clear the air because he got defensive and – petty and I don't roll that way and that's not the intention or the result I wanted so let's go straighten this out and the first thing he says to me in the meeting is oh I gave you the wrong impression your child's really not a problem hoping I would say oh okay well that's good let's uh I'm going home then no you opened a door with me and so I went through it and um We cleared the air, I believe. Seems to be so far, but I'm keeping a really close eye on the situation. It's someone who's not handling a situation very well. He's just not sure how to deal with it. Well, you better figure it out, buddy, because this isn't the only time this is going to happen. Figure it out. Make better choices your own self. 
you want me to hold the, my children accountable. Well, I also held him accountable, and it didn't go well for him. He didn't like it. And I don't do petty. No, thank you. No. Let's have a conversation and figure this out. So we'll see how it goes. It was kind of interesting because he couldn't have a conversation with me by himself. He invited other people and didn't tell me that. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what, though? I was really glad because he did that, I didn't go down some roads I could have because I will never shame somebody in front of other people. That's not how I roll. And he did say some things to me in email conversations that was inappropriate and unprofessional, and I was planning on bringing that, them up until other people joined us, and then I'm not doing that to you. I mean, if, if you improve your outlook and the way you're handling these situations, then that never conversation never has to happen. But if you, you don't, then it will be a conversation that will happen. You know what? We're in a time where it's interesting because I notice the kids now, they know stuff. They're way more, I don't know if we want to call it worldly or just they understand holding adults accountable for walking their talk. And it's an adjustment for adults. My kids do it to me, and I'm like, dang it. (laughs) But they're right. And so, you know, no longer is it, you know, kids are seen and not heard. And I'm like, ah, man, busted. They're making me walk my talk, which is really good. (laughs) But it can also be annoying. (laughs) Little cuties. But whatever. You just, you work with it, right? You figure it out. You... Own it when you've screwed up. Everybody's human. Everybody has stuff. And really, it's okay. A good apology or a misunderstanding apology goes a long way, right? Anyway, it was interesting. And then um actually got kicked out of the meeting. And I'm like, great, cow shopping. And I got to go cow shopping. Yay! <laughs> and... Yeah, I um, I will say that uh, it wasn't just me coaching him. Somebody else was helping a little too. And then the other teacher he invited was actually telling me all the things he's doing to make it better, and I was happy, like seriously happy. I, uh, I feel like they're the type of people that like to process things and then make changes. And from what I've, you know, quizzed my child about, there has been changes. The attitude's better, a more positive outlook, and they use some – using some of the strategies that we came up with in that meeting, and that's good, right? We all want to move forward and do better. And sometimes you just need to take little steps. But we'll see, because, you know, I kind of hold a grudge. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. That's how I roll. Okay, so, yeah, and then... <laughs> Oh, are you ready? This is such a sassy story. Like, really, I still can't believe it actually happened to me. It just makes me shake my head. So the reason I wanted to do the show on boundaries, self-value, and the power of the word no is because I had this situation happen on Monday, and it was really good, (laughs) 
but annoying, but not really. But it made me really think about how often we put up with stuff or people or situations, even when we're not delighted, just to either keep the peace or because we're conditioned to do that, right? We're conditioned to be nice, be polite, or we're called, you know, we're called a bitch. And go ahead, I'll own that label. I prefer witch, but whatever. (laughs) So as I've been saying, I have this sinus thing. And uh, in January, it got really terrible. I had gone to the doctor, got some antibiotics for it, and it didn't go well. had an allergic reaction, blah, blah, blah. All that happened, and then I got some homeopathic drops from my favorite homeopath. I do call her a naturopath, but I have to stop. I got schooled on that. And anyways, um, drops are awesome, but she's seven hours away. So I thought, you know, I should, now that the weather's better and calving is less stressful, I I maybe should see, maybe I want to see a naturopath doctor. And in October, I'd gone to um, a yoga event in Edmonton with a, a good friend, and there was um, a lady there who was selling her book, and we had stopped at her booth, and we had gotten, like, the goodie bag and stuff, and I really liked what she was presenting, and she's a naturopath doctor. And I thought, huh, that sounds interesting. And so, you know, I signed up for her emails to get her information, I think I got like a free book or something if I did that. Anyways, I liked what she had to say. I found her interesting. Of course, her being a woman and, you know, an expert and a leading person in her field appeals to me, right? We all know my feminist, girl power, woo-woo. So, yeah, in an industry, a ranching industry that's very patriarchal, but whatever, I roll with it. And so I was intrigued. And just so happens, I thought, maybe I should try this. You know, my medical doctor, he's not really helping me with this, and let's try something new. And in that same time frame, I got an email saying that this naturopathic doctor was accepting new clients. I'm like, hey, cool, let's give this a shot. So I fill in the form to see if you qualify to be her patient. I didn't know that, actually. My mama told me this a couple of years ago, that now when you go see a doctor, they interview you to see if they want you as a patient. Okay, different, but okay. Um, so I filled in the form. I got a call right away, and so I was kind of delighted. And so I talked to them on a Friday, and they could fit me in right away Monday. But I was dealing with some other stuff, and I couldn't, so I put it off for a week. But here's the thing. I got the call, and the receptionist said to me, oh, Dr. Chris, got, we got your form, but um, she feels that Dr. Michael would be better suited to deal with your sinus and allergy situation. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. It's not what I wanted, but I guess I want the person who's most qualified. I was I was disappointed, though, because I wanted girl power, right? That's how I roll. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I made this commitment to 
try this. So, okay. So I had the appointment for Monday, the 30th. So I drive in to the area, and I liked where it was. It was easy for me to get to because I'm a cowgirl. I city driving, sometimes a little stressful. Uh, it was easy to get to. Couldn't find the building. That wasn't very straightforward, but eventually I found it. Good thing I'm early when I go to Edmonton for appointments because I get lost all the time. Yeah. So I go in there, and I'm sitting in the waiting room. Oh, the other appealing thing is that this particular naturopath clinic takes my insurance company. It was listed there that they, they do, so that was appealing also, of course. So I'm sitting there, and I'm reading about the insurance staff, and and I see the lady I wanted to see originally, Dr. Chris, and she's doing inventory and wandering around. And I'm like, oh, well, she's not busy. That's too bad because Dr. Michael was. In fact, he was quite late, and they had told me that if my appointment only took an hour, I wouldn't be charged as much. Yeah, that didn't happen, but whatever. Um because my appointment was set for 90 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. A little bit of a red flag, like, huh, that's interesting. But I'm like, you know, give this a shot. You know, sometimes we let self-doubt cloud our stuff. And so, okay, great. Um, he finishes with his other patients, and I meet him, and he seems, you know, his energy's okay. Not awesome, but Okay. And so we sit down, and uh, he makes it very uncomfortable. Like, the whole, let me see if I, you can be my patient thing, like, it felt a little extreme. It was awkward. I was like, great. So he's like, just kind of, I won't say condescending, but almost. There was, a, and what do you think I can do for you? And I'm like, well, I got this sinus thing, and I guess, if you can help me with it, or you can let me know that this is just something I have to live with the rest of my life. Either way, I'm good. Well, I said, you know, been to a naturopath before, then he got all weird about that, and I got a lecture on how they're all different, and what is she giving me, and what does she tell me, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I wish I wouldn't have mentioned her, and he was just like, like, not happy that I was in his office, it felt like. And I'm like, well, why did I drive all the way here for this? Then he got a little more interesting. But I'm like, I'm all the way here. Like, are you going to give me something for my sinuses, or am I out of luck here? Is this going to be a complete waste of my time? And something came up about muscle testing. I'm like, yeah, I muscle test a lot of stuff because I have allergies. And then I got a lecture on the difference between allergies and sensitivities, and so then I'm like, fine, I have a sensitivity. And he's like, what are you, you're allergic to wheat? I said, oh, maybe it's a sensitivity, but I'm allergic to penicillin, full-on hives, and wheat, my nose swells up. But, hey, whatever. Like, just not happy. Oh, but he also, like, checked me out, like, scanned what I was wearing and everything, and I deliberately wore clothes that don't look expensive because I have found that people treat me differently depending on what I'm wearing, for sure, right? And I did have on this really cute coat I have that was spendy, and I thought, no, 
No, just wear something comfortable because I wasn't, I wanted to present myself in a certain way because I didn't want to be talked into anything or be convinced of any cosmetic procedures because they do do that at this clinic, right? And I'm 50, so there's a good chance they're going to try to, you know, convince me it's a good idea. It worked because he brought up money a lot. Oh, we could do this test. Oh, but it's $300. And looks at me like, you know, I'm sure you can't afford that. He was testing me, and I didn't rise to the bait. No way. He said that several times. And I'm like, huh, isn't this interesting? Oh, and he asked me at the beginning, what do I do for a living? And I said, I'm a rancher and a reverend. Totally did not acknowledge the reverend part. Did acknowledge the rancher part, but not a lot. stereotyped for sure actually I don't even think he believed me except I did wear my boots so maybe it was interesting um so let me tell you some of the like weirder parts of this situation because it's funny at one point um he's telling me oh about ozone he believes in ozone and he could put ozone drops in my ears but it's 50 bucks a shot so he didn't think I really wanted to do that, or injections in my mouth for my sinuses, but that's way more expensive, and I'm like, that's okay, needles do not appeal to me, and I'm like, and what's in the ozone? He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, like, it's probably not just straight ozone, like, what stuff do you put with the ozone when you're injecting or putting it in, because I'm sensitive to chemicals. He never answered me on that. He completely changed the subject, and he never brought up ozone again, which I thought was interesting. At one point, he uh, told me that because I had my children via C-section, I um, automatically set them up to have more health issues um, because I didn't breastfeed. Both of my children were allergic to milk. I didn't even defend myself. I'm just like, okay, because this is after quite a bit of time, um, because I did that, I, um, you know, set up my children to be less healthy. And I'm like, well, my oldest has a few allergies, but not my youngest. He's perfectly fine. He's like, oh, well, did you know that in dolphins, they abort their first child, and it takes all the toxins out of the mother? Otherwise, she would have just given all her toxins to that child. And then female dolphins are way healthier than the males. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, excuse me, in my head. Because by now I realize, really, defending myself or saying too much, he's dismissive. That was his thing. He was dismissive a lot. And I'm like, so you're telling me that as a woman and a mother, I should have aborted my firstborn child? Yeah, let that sink in a minute. And you're sitting in this man's office. And you are supposed to be taking him seriously as an expert. And he's totally making all these comments to basically degrade me. That's how it felt. And I'm like, really? And the sperm has nothing to do with anything? Good to know. And I didn't say anything because I, I, I did check, though. I'm like, do I? Don't I? I have I ha- practice. 
I do have the ability to quickly run through scenarios and consequences if I say something or I don't say something. Oh, I wanted to. And I'm like quite horrified that he's saying this. And so everybody I've told since, uh, a lot of my friends, including my own mom, they're all firstborn. My husband's a firstborn. They all wouldn't be here. Horrifying? Yeah. Uncalled for? But he was out to prove how smart he was and how much research he's done and how knowledgeable. Because the thing is, I'm supposed to be horrified and then bring my children in. Because he sees more children. He likes working with children. And bring my children in because I had them via C-section and I did not breastfeed. So I better get him in there as fast as I can because he needs to fix them because I failed. I gave them all my toxins. I'm horrible. Didn't give them good immunity. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So then he's and he's also telling me, well, I don't do like biofeedback or muscle testing or any of that. I believe in science. So I would like you to get all this blood work done. Okay. I'm like, well, um, okay. I said, can I go to the lab like by my house? And he's like, well, yeah, but then you'll need them to print it out because I don't have access to that. But you could go downstairs to the doctors there and they could give you the requisition, and maybe you could get it done here. Well, dude, I'm an hour and a half away from here. Like, no. And then there was a certain time that I had to say, like, or a certain, yeah, in my cycle, he wanted me to go on a certain day within two days or something, and he asked me what my last period was, and I'm like, I don't know. How about this date? And then I'd filled in the intake form, and I was off by six days. <laughs> Whoops, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, according to this, you need to go get this blood work done today or tomorrow is your only chance. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. And he gives me this look like, well, it has to happen. I'm like, okay, I'll do my best. To, you know, be fair, I did go downstairs when I left to that clinic, but they weren't taking walk-ins until 3, and this was only 1230. I'm like, okay, well, good to know. So he did end up giving me some stuff for my sinuses, a spray, told me I'm low in zinc, gave me some of that, um, gave me some stuff to oil pull for my teeth and help my sinuses too. So I, But he only gave me a little bit because he felt it was going to be too expensive for me to afford otherwise. Awesome. <laughs> like, awesome. Um, he was supposed to give me some digestive enzymes because, you know, he gives them to patients because they'd over-ordered and some of them expired. So he, I, he would, like, share the expired ones with me. <laughs> awesome. He never did give me those, so maybe he didn't like me by the end because I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I'll bring my children right away. No. <laughs> no. Hard no. So then I'm leaving, and I'm thinking, huh, that was interesting. Yeah. So they want me to make another appointment in two weeks for the follow-up with all my blood work, which I did because I had already decided I'm not saying anything. I mean, this is a case of me not being in alignment with this guy because of who I am and what I know. And I knew most things he was talking about. Like he's like, do you know about adrenal fatigue and adrenals? Yes. Do you know about the endocrine system? Yes. And, I mean, I've researched a lot of this stuff. 
and I wanted him to know that he didn't have to waste his time explaining these things to me, but I think it had the opposite effect. Anyways, here's the kicker. So I'm getting Lena leaving, and I pull out my insurance card, and it's actually the Dr. Chris that I wanted to see who's, like, doing my invoice. And I pull out my insurance card, and she says to me, oh, I don't know how to – she says – the receptionist is not here, and I am just Dr. Michael's wife. I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, okay. But it wasn't. If she would have said, oh, I'm, you know, Dr. Chris here at the clinic, and the receptionist is not here, and, you know, it's, I don't do that part, I don't know how, I would have been okay with that. But when she minimized herself, to me, after I'd wanted to see her and I was referred to him when it was her taking new patients, I'm like, wow, bait and switch. Bait and switch. Not delighted. So he's done with me, interestingly enough, he's done with me like early. He only saw me for an hour, and there was already somebody in the waiting room. So he didn't book 90 minutes for me, charged me for 90 minutes. Huh. To give the impression that he's such a busy man, right? No, thank you. I was done, but I wasn't going to say anything, so I made the appointment for two weeks, but I've already canceled it. Because that completely turned me off. I am just Dr. Michael's wife. No, honey, you're not. (laughs) You're a naturopath doctor. You took the schooling, same as he did. You've got this book on the shelves that you've written. You're doing great. Quite great. What the heck? Why? I don't think I want to know the answer to that. Well, number one, it's none of my business. But you know what? No, thank you. I knew then it was a no because really I so don't agree with that. It makes me fiery. It made me upset. Not like upset's a little extreme. I was like disappointed. I thought, wow, that's terrible. That is terrible. I mean, there's two other doctors there that are naturopath doctors, Dr. Chris and then a Dr. Cindy. I'd like to see them, not him, but I realize it's not possible. He gets the patients. They get the leftovers. Sure what it felt like. So she went to the yoga conference and promoted her clinic, her book, herself, but then refers the people to him. No. There was other stories he shared and, you know, interesting facts he thought, but I'm sure a lot of it played on my face. Like, yeah, I didn't take any of his bait he threw at me. You're not getting your hands on my children. You're never getting your hands on me. That was a waste of time, except for I have the best story to share with family and friends. (laughs) I know, my friend had was interested in me going, and I'm like, wait till I tell you what happened. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend this clinic. I might try a different one, 
Cause, but you know what else is really funny? Is so my appointment was Monday. By Sunday, my sinuses all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe it's the sunshine. Maybe it's I got off the ranch for a day or two because I went and got pretty hair. But they were significantly better, significantly. And I'm like, huh. But it was too late to cancel because, you know, they would have charged me anyway. But, wow. And so then it got me thinking, like, how often would you be in that situation? But because he is a doctor and he's done all this training, that we would look at him as an authority and he had to be right. I mean, we are conditioned to look at it that way. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we're also looking at our own selves and what boundaries we have and what is okay with us and what is not. The things he said to me and the way he presented it was not okay with me, and I will never see him again. That's my choice. It's my choice where to spend my money. Do I regret? No, I don't actually I mean, I got some sinus spray, and it seems to be helping. I haven't done the oil pulling yet because I need to research what's in there first because everything he gave me, I've researched it before I use it because I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I said I'm sensitive and allergic to tons of stuff, but he didn't, like, wasn't really a concern for him. I did after go and read reviews, and that was an issue for some people that he had um, recommended dosage, high dosages of things, and there was an allergic reaction, and he didn't care. And I had that impression, like that energy was definitely there. So I'm not taking it the way he prescribed. I'm only taking half of what he prescribed because, again, I do have a sensitivity. Energetically, I react to things. So if someone says I need to take, you know, 500 milligrams of something, I would only take half of that and see how it goes, right? Because I respond quickly. That's just how my energy is. I'm in tune. But, yeah, (laughs) it was interesting, very interesting. And so here's the thing. There was red flags at the beginning, and I sat in his office, and some of the things he said to me at the beginning, if I would have left, though, I wouldn't have all these juicy things to share with you. So, okay, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. And, you know, I knew then, like, yeah, this was probably not going to work. But you don't know until you know, Right? And we can't beat ourselves up or be mad at ourselves for trying something and it not working. Because how would we know otherwise? Right? How would we know? We wouldn't. Yet we seem to feel that we need to know. We don't really give ourselves too much um, leeway on that or be kind to ourselves sometimes. Okay, I need to take a break and let a dog out, so grab a glass of water. Just give me about 30 seconds.
I have no boundaries with my animals. <laughs> so um, I'm going to encourage you to look in your own life. Like where have you um, deferred to someone's authority even if it didn't seem right for you. I mean, and it's it's practice, right? I mean, I could, you know, push this through and maybe go back to him, and it could be a stellar experience. But here's the thing. I'm already not delighted, and so if I push it through and it's not a stellar experience, I will beat myself up for it, right? I'll be like, well, Shannon, you should have listened to your own self. I believe in risk management, and I believe in weighing the consequences, right? Like trying to follow the timelines and threads to see where it could go. And is that acceptable, an acceptable risk or not? And sometimes you have to take a step back or disengage for a while and reevaluate if it's an acceptable risk. And sometimes the answer is a simple no, and a no without excuses. So when I called yesterday to cancel that appointment, I was like mentally preparing myself if they asked me why. Why aren't you coming? Because part of me want, wanted to say, <laughs> Because I didn't really care for the things this doctor said to me. I didn't care for how he blamed women for everything. I wanted to. But here's the thing. Is it going to do any good? No. Is he going to change his behavior? No. Because as far as he's concerned, he's right. He's the authority. And who am I to question that? It is interesting that um, he dismissed my being a reverend. That's always kind of a clue because when they dismiss my being a reverend, it's because it's traditionally in the past been a male-dominated profession, right? There's a few churches that, yes, have women reverends, but they're not as common. And so that was the first red flag. Because being a reverend and doing what I do is a big part of my life. I don't say that I'm a psychic, though. No. You don't get to know that until I trust you. Persecution wasn't that far in our past. <laughs> Besides, I don't think he, I don't know how he would have handled that. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I do confess to doing it sometimes when someone's being, like, a little, like, condescending or weird. So if I'm on the phone with somebody and I need them to send me information or something and they're being, like, like acting like I'm asking too many questions or, you know, annoying them with my desire for details, I will say, can you send stuff to Psychic Cowgirl? Automatically, it's a different attitude. They're a little spooked. 
there's always this like pause. <laughs> I totally use it to my advantage. Yep. Uh huh. Sure do. <laughs> and being a reverend, also, if I find that someone is being condescending, or you know, treating me like. Unfortunately, they do. Like, oh, you're just a dumb housewife. What do you know about anything? I will say, well, can you send that to uh, ReverendShannon.com? Again, sudden I get treated like I'm a equal or a, equally like a professional instead of being condescending to. It's really, really fascinating. Really fascinating. So when I got my pretty hair, it's the only time my hair is straight because I'm too lazy to do it, and my stylist, I mean, we've been friends for over 30 years, so it's awesome. And we go for supper after and giggle. And we were talking about, because she was telling me that she has this client who's in her 60s, and she has very curly hair too. And she was telling Debbie that, you know, if she is going somewhere or doing something and she really wants them to take her seriously because she really needs to get something done, she straightens her hair because they treat her better. They treat her like she's more polished, she has it together, she's smarter. So interesting, huh? I, I've been a brunette, redhead my, all my life until now I'm blonde, and um, I do get treated differently. For sure. I get treated um, sometimes better. They're not as defensive. It's weird. It's weird, and I'm still experimenting with it because, you know, this blonde thing's new. It's only been about a year, not even. But it just, I mean, we do. We make instant judgments. We stereotype. But that's not bad. It's just because it's how we process our world. The key is to be open to being wrong. Because you're judging from your own perspective your own experiences. And if you're open to being wrong, then you're going to have some surprises that are good. Does that make sense? I hope so. (laughs) Dealing with that teacher, I kept saying that. Well, does that make sense? Because that's what I do with my clients, right? Because I want to make sure they understand or if they have any questions, that gives them an opening. I totally coached him. And I'm like, man, I should send him a bill. No, I just wanted better behavior. That's all. We all need to be accountable for what energy we take to situations. And luckily I wasn't the only one that had that same idea for him. So yay. And if he does better, we're good. It was a bit of an exhausting week, though. Energetically exhausting. So I was glad for the full moon and cows. (laughs) Got to buy some cows. Ooh, I need help naming my cows. Maybe I'll put it on my Facebook page. I'll take some pictures of the new ones once they're all settled in. All right, so let's do a chakra cleanse. Let's get our chakras all lined up in case you've had a weird week like I have. Everybody take a nice breath in and out. Sit back in your chair. If your legs are crossed, please uncross them. Your arms are crossed. I found um, when I was sitting in that meeting with him, I did cross my arms a lot to block his energy. I had big protections that I called on because I'm like, no, not comfortable. And I, 
I was not free with information for him. I answered his questions, but I was careful. And that's another, oh, for me, that's a sign that I don't trust somebody. So think about that for you. Because the more we know about ourselves, the better decisions we make, the more we value our own opinions and intuitive hits, and that's all good. Okay. Okay, another nice breath in and out. Give your eyes a close if you're comfortable with that. Let's take some full deep breaths. With every breath you exhale, you become more deeply relaxed and just releasing any stress or heavy energy that you've collected. You can breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let's just get ourselves into a bit of a zen, relaxed state. Give yourself about five big deep breaths I want you to concentrate on the top of your head. You'll begin to feel heavy. Warm. Could be tingly relaxation. And it's going to move from the top of your head down over your forehead. Down over your eyelids and your jaw. Deeply relaxing as you just concentrate on the sound of my voice. Pay no attention to any other sounds except for the sound of my voice. For these sounds are just everyday sounds of life and cannot distract or disturb you, but will tend to relax you and allow you to go even deeper into this deep, heavy relaxation. nice, warm feeling of relaxation within your shoulders, down your back, through the chest area, deeply relaxing, and breathing becomes very gentle, deep, and rhythmic. And this drowsy, sleepy, daydreaming feeling of relaxation takes over, letting go. Just relaxing deeper and deeper. Your arms, hands, and fingers are relaxing. You're just feeling a numb, pleasant, tingling feeling through your fingers as this relaxation grows deeper and deeper. You might find you have the hiccups or 
some stuff burbling out and just go with it. You're just letting go of stressors and just relaxing, relaxing deeply. Your stomach muscles are relaxing, deeply relaxing. And this heavy, warm feeling of relaxation moves into your hips, into your legs, downward into your knees, feeling everything deeply relaxing. Moves into your ankles, your feet, and into your toes. <sighs> As you keep breathing gently and your body just relax, letting go deeper and deeper. I'm going to count from five down to zero, and each count's going to represent deep relaxation. You can just feel your body relaxing even more and letting go deeper and deeper. And when I reach zero, you're going to be deeply relaxed. Five, letting go, enjoying. Four, three, two, one, deeply, deeply relaxed. Now let's visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottoms of your feet. Deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Deep, deep, deep. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with the earth. Now imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from those roots. There's going to be two. One into the bottom of each foot. And this white ball of light just travels up, up your leg. You may feel a warm tingling sensation higher into your thighs, and those balls of white light connect together at your root chakra. Now let's imagine and visualize your root chakra located at the base of your spine, and we're going to spin and clean that root chakra until it's shiny, bright, and sparkly. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. <sighs> nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Releasing all that energy, cleaning it. Excellent. Cleaning, cleaning. Perfect. Okay, now that that one's all clean. Let's move 
move up to the sacral chakra, located midway between your navel and the base of your spine. This is an orange ball of light, and we're going to clean that one until it's nice and shiny and clean. And these lights, they're about the size of a baseball or a crystal ball, depending on your point of view. Let's clean it, cleaning, cleaning. So it feels a little bit sticky. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Excellent. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Excellent. Oh, we had some sticky energies in that one. Nice. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our solar plexus chakra. Yellow ball of light. Let's clean that. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. It feels good, doesn't it? A little bit more. Let's go up to our heart chakra, which is green. And let's clean that chakra. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning.
cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Great. Now that one's all clean. Let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. Mine was getting a little bit crusty when I was talking about my experience. <laughs> Because I didn't say what I could have said, but that's not always the best idea anyway. All right. Let's clean this one. Clean this spin. Clean this ball of light energy until it's bright. Cleaning, cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning. one balance so that we can understand when it's time to say something and when it's time just maybe don't. Maybe don't. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. Excellent. Okay, now that that one's all nice and clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our forehead. Let's clean this one. It's a darker purple indigo color. Let's clean it. Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. Cleaning, cleaning. clean let's go to our crown chakra top of our head pale violet color and let's clean that one cleaning 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 Cleaning, cleaning. Nice. 
Excellent. All right, now that that one's all clean, let's visualize or imagine that ball of light on the top of your head, moving down, down through your forehead, down through your throat, down through your chest, energizing as it moves down. Ball of light stops at your pelvis, splits in two, goes down your thighs, to your ankles, out the bottoms of your feet, and grounding and balancing you deep, 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 deep into Mother Earth. So, I wish you many blessings with boundaries this week, because who knows what's going to happen, and being aware of them and being able to be true to yourself is, gonna, is important always, right? It helps you have self-value. So as always, thank you so much for listening, sending you all a big hug, and I'll be back next week. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. C-O-W-G-I-R-L dot com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.